With the referendum merely four weeks away and a nation being divided against itself, it's now time to talk about a potential Aboriginal voice to Parliament. Let's get into it. Hello everyone, hope you're doing well today. Welcome back. And uh, today we're gonna to talk about the voice. Um no, not not the no, no not the voice that's on the T V all the time, not the T V show where the people are singing. Alright, not that one. It's the one that this booklet is about. This scrumpled up booklet that says your official referendum booklet. This voice. Funny story, it's it's all crumpled up, but uh, my grandparents actually got it before me. I'm thinking, why they get it before me? That's not fair. Actually, it is fair because they're older, so it is fair. But uh, I was waiting for, for mine and thinking, oh, when is it coming? And then uh, I was in the garage and I found it on the shelf. I'm thinking, how did he get it on a shelf for the garage? And I didn't realise it. Dad, what did you do? And he said, oh, I didn't even see it there. So, uh, yeah, that's why it's all scrumpled up and stuff. But, uh, yeah, there it is. So, today I'm going to be taking you through what the uh, referendum is asking about and uh, how, as a Christian, uh, I see this referendum question and just generally different points that you could go through about uh, the referendum and what it's going to do. So, I'm going to show you uh, what it says in this referendum booklet about uh, what they're planning to do and... um, uh, what the, uh, cases are for that, um, the way that we can, uh, decide to go, whether it's yes or no, we'll take a look at, um, the, what the referendum is all about, which is the government, they said that they want to add a new chapter to the constitution. Now, I'll show you this chapter on your screen, and, uh, so this new chapter, what it wants to do is recognise Aboriginals as the first peoples of Australia and give them a body, which is the voice. It said this body can make representations to the government based on matters relating to the Aborigines and the government will make laws about the voice, including its composition, functions, powers and procedures. So that that's basically how uh, we look at this new chapter. That's just the basic points. You can see all... Realistically, it should have a lot more than this because this is very, very simplistic. There's almost no legalese in this, which is a little bit concerning when you think about our founding document being the Constitution. So, uh, so that's what we're being asked whether to support adding this new chapter to the Constitution or not. So let's uh, let's have a look a little bit closer at some of the wording. Uh, which is quite uh, open to interpretation, and that's why many legal experts have said that uh, this could be very troubling for the court system because it's so... There's not much there. When you think about you're adding a, a body of uh, representation, people who make representations of the government, you're adding that to the Constitution. This is not just like any government program. This is adding it to the Constitution. And there's almost, there's nothing in here. But anyways, let's look a little bit more closely. So, the first thing it's got here is that the 
that uh, we recognise Aborigines as the first people of Australia. Well, we don't know that they were actually the first people of Australia. We just know that they were here before us. So, look, there's a lot of virtue signaling going on here. That's what this voice is, is mostly about. If you go further, I'm not going to go through the uh, official yes and no cases, but the yes case is mostly based on... Uh, like, making people feel better. Like, the first reason that you should vote yes, what, no, so what voting yes is about is about recognition, recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island people in our constitution, paying respect to 65,000 years of cultural tradition. Gosh, every day they're adding a few 5,000 years onto that number. But this is not about paying respect to years of culture and tradition. This is not recognising people in the Constitution. Everyone is recognised in the Constitution because we don't have Australians and Aborigines. We have Australians. Aborigines are Australians. I'm an Australian. There's Indian Australians, Sri Lankan Australians, uh, African Australians, Asian Australians. There's Australians of so many different uh, original nations that are Australians, and that's the same with Aborigines, they're Australian, whether they like it or not, and they're, they're not gonna, you can't go back in history and just stop everything that happened, like, a lot of people say colonisation wasn't good, but there's so many good things that have come out of, out of colonisation, I'm not saying that all the things that the government have done in the past have been good, but there has been a lot of good that has come out of it, that doesn't, they've done, they did a lot of bad things to the Aboriginal people, but, this is not real change. This is this case that you look at it in the yes case. It's all about virtue signaling because there's a lot more. They're sugarcoating it. They're saying that this is what's happening with something else. Like if they were to just recognize Aborigines, then they don't need to put a body in here if that's just what it was. But there's more than just recognising Aborigines as the first people of Australia. So, uh, yeah, so the next part here, which is I, it's it says that uh, they're going to create a body and it's going to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice. And that's all we know about the body. That's just its name. That's all we know about the body until it is legislated. And then the legislation is going to be brought through after the voice either goes... If it goes through, then the legislation will come after. But the government has already said, oh, if it doesn't go through, we're going to put in the legislation anyways. So what's the point of the referendum if you were going to legislate... Uh, a body in after even if this doesn't go through it doesn't why would you do that no I understand why would you do that but why would you have a referendum if you're going to do it anyways if it didn't go through wouldn't that save you a lot more money think about the taxpayers we're going through a cost of living crisis I think every decade they say we're going through a cost of living crisis but but what a waste of money it's just one way to put about it, put it, uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, we only know its name. The Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. What a beautiful name. That's a song. What a beautiful name it is. Um, but we don't know who's going to be on the voice. We don't know uh, how they're going to be selected. We don't know how they're going to deliberate. We don't know what powers they're going to have or lack of powers. Uh, the government says it'll it'll all be worked out later after the voice. So it it doesn't it's it's not even like you have government policies these days that that we think are a bit stupid, but they they make some sense. Like they've got some practicality about them, but in this. They said, vote for recognition and later we'll work out the details about how it's going to work. They don't have a clue about how it's going to work and they want us to vote yes for it. It's just so nonsensical. Why would you do that? And Australians aren't. Like, the the yes vote has dropped from, like, 60% in April to, I think it's now 39% now in uh, September. That's a huge drop. That's nationwide. And it, at the moment, it doesn't look like it's going to go through, but... We've seen polls and uh, how people uh, are misled by polls. So vote no. If you don't know, vote no, as Peter Dunn likes to say. All right, uh, let's keep going. Uh, in the second statement, so the II, it says, what does it say? So it says these people make representations based on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. That's vague enough, right there. Like they said, the uh, Aboriginal minister, I think she is, uh, Linda Burney, she said it's not going to deliberate on the, uh, what do you call it, Australia Day. But why wouldn't it? If this it's related to Aborigines, but she said she's gonna tell the voice what it's gonna deliberate on. But she said it she wanted it to be an independent voice. She said it's not gonna be independent unless it's put in the constitution. But there's so many other uh government uh bodies like uh ICAC, they they say they're an independent body, but now they're not independent unless they're in the constitution. Permanently. Well, what is that? It doesn't... Uh, this whole thing is based on... On fluff. That's that's what it is. Because absolutely anything could relate to Aboriginal matters. That's why we're seeing... Um, like... Uh, like a lot of... Results of legislation that's put in previously about reparations for Aborigines. They get reparations if you don't think they do. They do. What they can do now, not now, but they've done it for a long time. We've only just realised it now, is they can uh, apply to take crown land that's not being used and they can just have it. That doesn't mean they have to do anything with it. They can just have it. And in uh, New South Wales, there's been... Over 40,000 application applications for land groups. That's only New Zealand. Not New Zealand. New South Wales. Imagine what it is in all the rest of the country. And uh, I'll put a link in for the uh, conversation Ben Fordham had with uh, one of the uh, people who's working with the 
these land grabbing uh, things. Yeah. But look, just the main bit about that is they're going to make representations based on matters relating to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island people. That could be absolutely anything. There is no limit. There is no uh, spectrum on which that can be measured. There's absolutely nothing until we see the legislation, which we are not going to see until after the Constitution is edited. That doesn't... All right, let's go to the third bit, which is the I, I, I. So it says uh, about what I said before about Parliament. So deciding on uh, the voice, uh, who's going to be elected on it, how they're going to be elected on it, what power they're going to have. So it says the government, uh, the Parliament shall, subject to the Constitution, have powers to make laws with respect to matters relating to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice, including its composition, functions, powers, and procedures. But remember, this is all after the Constitution has been edited. This is going into the Constitution, and all of this stuff is going to be worked out by Parliament. So the body itself, there's just going to be a body. It's always going to be in the Constitution, but the way it's going to work can be edited by absolutely anyone based on legislation. There's so many arguments that are refuted by that. So, yeah, it doesn't make much sense that we have to trust the government because we've seen how we've trusted the government in the past. How many think we've trusted the government with and they've let us down? But this is like overreach. This is saying, vote yes, otherwise you're a bigot, you don't like Aborigines, vote for recognition, vote for a step in the right direction. But we don't know what we're voting for because there's nothing here besides this chapter that says there'll be a body, they'll make representations, and we'll decide how they're going to do it later. That is absolutely all we know until the legislation is put in writing. We don't know what the legislation is going to say. We don't know what the legislation is going to be until it is brought into the parliament. So I'm telling you, this is ridiculous. Why would you vote for this? So, uh, yeah. So that's the crux of, of the referendum there. We've got a chapter. They want to add it to the constitution. And work out the details later. That's That's the basic... Referendum crux right there. So, uh, and you can see there's already problems just with the writing. So many problems just with that chapter alone. So you can obviously see I'm not going to vote yes. I'm going to be voting no. I just turned 18 and I'm voting no. Yes. So, uh, now I want to look at a few basic reasons, uh, like just general reasons why you should vote no but also some more important reasons i'll start with the basic ones and we'll get to the more important ones so they're obviously not all original but they're what i thought of so like for example from the start we've had different uh architects of this voice all say different things so the the uh this idea of the voice has been based on a document called the Uluru, the Uluru Statement from the Heart, which uh, is a 26-page document which outlines everything that they want. 
which includes truth telling, treaty, and uh, something else. I can't remember. There's another one. Uh, but it's a full document that that says everything that they they want. And and, Albo, let's start with Albo. Albo said, "There's only one page, and he's only read the first page of a twenty-six document thing that his voice is based upon. He doesn't even know what the voice is about either because he hasn't read what it's about. Because that's what the voice is based on is this twenty-six page document that says what the Aborigines want." Not all of the Aborigines, remember? Because not all Aborigines support this. For example, Warren Mundine and, and Jacinta Price, they're against this because it's obviously nonsensical. It's not what all Aborigines want, it's what some Aborigines want and all what the what uh, bureaucrats want to impose on them, whether they think they're helping them or not. And there's been this big debate whether the Uluru Statement from the Heart is only one page or if it's 26 pages. So some people would say, oh, no, it's only one page, one page. And uh, this Megan Davis, who was one of the ar- architects of the voice, she said, no, it's 26 pages. She said that like one or two years ago. So like even that, the the document that, that this voice is based on, no one understands it. And then... Another architect of the voice, Thomas Mayer, I'm sure you've heard of him. My gosh. He said so many crazy things. Like, uh, he said uh, that they want reparations. They already get reparations, but they want more reparations. And they, that, that can do things like pay the rent and stuff like that. And he's also uh, in favour of, of communism. Communism in Australia. We're already half communists under Daniel Andrews, but... Why would you want someone like that telling us what what these people want? So, um... And this, this Thomas Bay, he's also sort of a BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter sort of a guy about tearing down our institutions and and uh, giving back what was once theirs. Look, I don't really think that makes much sense because you can't... Imagine all the countries that, that did that, that wanted reparations. Every, all the ancestors of people that have suffered over the years. I think the, the economy would collapse because no one would have anything left because everyone got what they had from something else. And most people took it by force, which is the way that the, our society has worked for For uh, since the start. Someone's got land, someone else wants land, and then whoever's stronger, they take the land. So uh, I don't think you can properly give back reparations to every ancestor of people. Imagine that, giving Australia back to the 3% of Aborigines. Where are we going to go? We're going to be uh, over in New Zealand. What about New Zealand? They were the Maoris were there first. Where we then we have to go somewhere else. How about America? Oh no, America. The Indians they were there first. Oh, let's go back to England. What about England? And it goes on and on and on. This idea of reparations never ends. You let it. You let it go a little bit, and it won't stop. 
That's why islands being renamed Aboriginal names and being given to Aborigines, but the government is going to protect it for them. I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah. So if you want to know what, what the Aborigines want, you should read this all over state from the heart. I'm not exactly sure where you can get it, but if you uh, go to Sky News and you listen to uh, Peta Krendelin, uh, she'll, she's done a lot about this 26 pages document, so she'll, you'll, if you look through it, you'll find, uh, yeah, where it is. So that's just a couple of basic issues behind, but there's a few more worse, uh, more important issues that are, uh, behind this. So another reason why I won't support this voice is because behind this issue of Aboriginal history and stuff, it's not just a culture per se, it's also their own religion because that's, Aborigines, they have their own creation story, they have their own beliefs about how we came to be. They say they've been here for 65,000 years, which is probably not right i don't know i don't think it's possible because they've got hardly anyone here so that doesn't make any sense to me but the thing is if they get uh this body and we don't know how much power it's going to have but it could have the power because it's in the constitution to become a fourth level of government and because this this chapter is so broad the courts will be struggling with trying to stop it. The, the Aborigines, they can impose their own religious beliefs on whoever they want. And, and I haven't heard anyone talk about this because because we've seen it more as a culture. But realistically, it's uh, uh, everyone is a religious people at heart. Everyone follows uh, a god of some sort. Christians follow the triune God of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Whereas uh, Aborigines, they, they believe in spirits, but they don't believe in the God of the Bible. They believe in their own gods. And secularists, they've got the God of self. They believe that they're their own God. So to, to, to have another... Um, imposition on our Christian beliefs as it is. Like, all the time we have welcome to countries now. And they tell their story about how they believe uh, the spirits created the land and uh, what the land was called before and whose land it is. Like, we've already taken enough from 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 uh, these people. They're pushing their own beliefs on us if uh, if they're going to do that then why don't everyone have their own welcome to country all the different religions they can explain their own creation story of how the land came to be and uh, the origins of life why can't Christians and Muslims and Catholics and Jehovah's Witnesses and Hindus and Muslims all all have their own welcome to country. Why not? Because this is beyond a culture. This is this is 
a religion. And this goes down to school curriculum. This is stuff that I learned even in a Christian school. We learn about rainbow serpents and we sang about it. Like, what is this? This is a religion. That's what it is. It's not just. It is a culture, but it's not separated from its religion. You could, We can learn about Aboriginal culture without having to embrace their religious beliefs. You can do that for any culture. You can do that for uh, the Indians in America or the Africans in Africa or the Maoris in New Zealand. So that that's that's an overall uh foundation of this voice is that this is a religious group of people. That's what this is about. And obviously as a Christian I'm not going to support that. And this is the final this is the most important uh thing is that Often in our culture, we find that people find the right problem, but they've found the wrong solution. For example, I showed you that uh, I put the transgender uh, story that Channel 7 did uh, in on this Rumble channel. They found the problem, but they couldn't find the right solution. They've all got their own ways of handling it, but they can't completely solve the problem because they've had they've got the wrong uh foundations, presuppositions, wrong worldview on which to decide how to go ahead. And that's that's the same here. The idea behind this voice is Aboriginal life expect expectancy is very is lower than all the rest of Australia and uh a lot of crime that Aborigines are engaged in and, and it's not good what uh, their culture is uh, engaged in. And we want them to have a fair go and stuff like that. But but the premise behind this voice is we create a voice, put in the constitution, and then everything will be fixed, whether it's slowly or, or uh, quickly. They think it's all going to just be fixed. As long as they get this body, they've got bodies all over Australia that that try and fix the problem, and they can't fix the problem because they've got the wrong solution. Because this secular, atheistic worldview of saying that uh, uh, people aren't the cause of their problems, they can't do anything about it, just we should try and give them some money to find try and fix their problems. It's the wrong solution. That's what it comes down to. They've always got the wrong solution. They think that helping them physically will solve the problems that have affected their whole Aboriginal society, but that is not what is going to work. And this is outlined perfectly in... uh, If you don't get vision, you should sign up for... This is a newsletter. And I was thinking exactly of what they wrote in this article on the first page where they talk about the referendum. I'm going to read some of it. Uh, 
Uh, and the title of this is New Laws or New Hearts. And that's what really this is more about, what this should be about. The problem that we're facing here is not an issue of creating new laws to try and fix the problem. It's about regeneration of a person's heart. So, it's uh, let's see. Proponents of the voice say we will provide a better mechanism to address issues that affect Indigenous people and communities and unify us as Australians. Those opposed say it is flawed and will divide the nation. Wherever you stand, one thing believers should all agree on is a changed law that never shift that uh, a changed law will never shift the dial of a true problem, the condition of our hearts. It's not to say we shouldn't contend for good and fair law. First uh, Peter two fourteen tells us governments create social space for the promotion of good conduct. Romans thirteen outlines origin and institution of government and the Christian's responsibility to it. Also, Australians have a wonderful privilege of being able to take part in democratic process, and we should take full advantage of this opportunity to discern and participate. However, our primary concern should always be the reconciliation of hearts to God. He is far more concerned about our relationship with Him than He is about politics, and if we seriously expect a change in culture without this change of hearts, we are fooling ourselves. And it goes on a lot more about this, but that's what it comes down to. If we seriously expect a change in culture without the change of hearts, we are fooling ourselves. And that's what it comes down to. People will not be saved from uh, social ills, uh, sickness, death, uh, uh, good living conditions, unless their heart is probably changed. You can, you can do that. You can... Uh, you can have people live with good, godly principles and not be a Christian to, to to some extent, but only to that extent. You can't go all the way. Um, you can have a lot of temporal good by living according to Christian principles, but unless you are brought into a right relationship with God, it will only be temporary good. It won't be eternal good. You won't experience the goodness of God for the rest. You'll experience a bit of God's grace for the time that you're here. Unless you truly conform to the image of God, you're never going to uh, be able to conform behavior to something that is good. Because we recognize good. We know that there is something good in some behaviors and there's something bad in other behaviors. And we know that it needs to be fixed, but we always go back to ourselves. That's why we've got an identity crisis. We try to find the answer in ourselves, but we can't because we don't have the answer. The answer is, is found in God. So unless people are brought to a saving knowledge of Christ, we won't see this issue solved. So, uh... Yeah, that that's the that's the crux of the issue. So, yeah, uh, there's lots of reasons to vote no. You can read the uh, the uh, pamphlet when you get it. It's uh, it's very thick. It's got a lot of writing to read if you like reading. You can read the yes vote in the no 
case, uh, the the S uh, vote. It's got more about like feelings and, but the no vote is more about concrete issues. The yes vote here says um, that they want to ensure people have a better life, but again, they can't do that unless they are they're hard to change because that's why we're seeing crime in teenagers go up in Queensland and now Victoria and all over we're seeing crime go up because people aren't being conformed to the image of God like they were. Because even before we had a we had a cultural Christianity. We had some belief in, in moral values. We still do. But we don't We don't leave it out anymore. Now it's gone. So now the results of sin and evil and the choices we've made previously are now coming back to bite. So yeah, that's uh, that's about it. So it's got lots of uh, information there in the thing about uh, how to vote, where to vote, all that sort of thing. Uh, on the back, it's got uh, the uh, ballot paper. You can either write yes or no. So write no, please, because this is a really stupid voice. Because they're going to legislate it anyways. So if they put it in the Constitution... You don't know what they're going to have. At least if they legislate it, the coalition might knock it over, but the Greens probably won't, so it'll probably go through anyways. But it won't be in the Constitution. That's the main thing. Because the Constitution is definitely permanent. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you again soon on The Australian Conservative.